the talk show. It's four minutes after seven. A good evening to you and welcome to the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Naledi Moleo. I'll be with you till nine o'clock. We're looking at a few issues today. We'll start off with talking about um, where we're sitting on gender representation and equality in the workplace in South Africa and what South Africa has to do um, to remain globally competitive and and also just to give meaning to the National Development Plan, especially when it comes to fair representation of all sexes in, in management positions on boards of, of, of major companies and corporations in South Africa. How do we get there? What is it that's holding us back? What are the targets that we've even set for ourselves? 0891104207 is the number to call if you'd like to take part in our discussion. I'm in studio with Colleen Larson, the Chief Executive of Business Engage. That's the business Engage Association, and I'll chat to her in a minute and introduce her to you in just a few secs. Uh, then at half past seven, we're going to get into our mentor slot, and of course there the focus is on building uh, South African men. And so I'll be joined by Fumani Shilubana, the founder of Father Figure. Um, they're going with the slogan, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. So powerful. And so we'll talk about what, what a father figure actually looks like and how uh, fathers can start repairing broken relationships with their families. 0891104207 is the number to call if you'd like to take part in that discussion right there. At 8 o'clock, we'll get the news. And when we return... We'll talk about traditional African spirituality. What exactly is traditional African spirituality? We're we talking about a religion. Is it traditional practices? And and more than anything, is is traditional African spirituality still relevant in 2015? Three four seven zero one to send in your SMSs. I'll be joined by uh, Lois Ongrevu, the spokesperson for the Ingolog Andu uh, traditional movement. He's one of the panelists at a dialogue that's taking place tomorrow, and will take uh, tell us more about that dialogue. Um, remember to keep in touch with me throughout the show. You can tweet me at Naledi Muleo or tweet at SAFM Radio if you're unable to send an SMS or call in. All right, I did mention earlier that I'm joined in studio by Colleen Larson, the Chief Executive of Business Engages uh, Association. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the invite, my lady. Well, I know that uh, we have the Gender Mainstreaming Awards that are coming up uh, later on this year, but let's go back to what you've just recently done Mm -hmm. uh, this month, and that's the Connected Workplace Conference that took place from the 6th to the 7th. What was was the the aim behind uh, putting the conference together? The aim is to to get um, corporate South Africa mobilised, and I, I think there's been so much being done in little silos, where you know people are saying nothing's happening in South Africa, gender issues aren't being taken into account, you know, standing on platforms and saying woe is us because of everything else, you know. And so what we wanted to do was provide a a platform where corporate South Africa could come together and discuss the issues, Mm. but in a very constructive manner, Mm -hmm. and to take away those silos and to start really mobilizing um, the support for gender mainstreaming as it has been done internationally. Mm. Well, maybe talk to me about some of the keynote speakers uh, that attended the conference and, and just who some of the delegates are because you can have the keynote speakers but you need the ears that are going to listen to what's being said. Absolutely. So some of the speakers we had was Bram Pretorius who's a, a leading figure in terms of, of leadership development. Um, we had different topics. So, for instance, Michael Juden addressed the topic of does legislation help? 
in terms of gender mainstreaming. Mm. We had Dr. Len Konar from um, uh, the chairman of Steinoff talking about the National Development Plan and how things um, work there. Shireen Chengadu from Gibbs. So it's very important for us not to only look at it from a private sector, but how ac- academia plays a role. And so it's 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 getting different people from different walks of life. We then had some case studies where Cliff Decker unpacked what you know their case study as to where they've started, especially from an attorney profession. Mm. And and so it's, it's looking at different sectors, different perspectives. What are the issues that we're dealing with and, and what can we grapple with? But I think also from a delegate perspective, it's, it's people that grapple with these issues on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So it is the leadership from corporate South Africa. Um, some of them were HR um, executives. Some were, um, you know, heads of women's forums. Some were chief executives, in fact, and mm-hmm. some were leading organizations. So quite a wide variety of people that were participating and you've got to have that you've got to break down the silos right from different sectors different levels within an organization and really get cross sectors um, engaging with these issues well you mentioned uh, Mr. Bron Pretorius non-executive director of Barclays and and various other institutions as well and he talked about inspirational leadership and I want to I want to get into that and what exactly came out of that discussion how does inspirational leadership Leadership lead to a connected workplace or uh, fair and equal gender representation. And I'll give you an opportunity to chat about that as soon as we come back. Africa's news and information leader. I'm Naledi Moleo in conversation with uh, Colleen Larson, the chief executive of Business Engage Association, talking about how we reach a fair gender representation uh, in the wor- in the workplace, especially in the private sector, mm-hmm. and just before we went into that break, we were talking about uh, the presentation made by Brant Pretorius uh, on on inspirational leadership and how um, leadership leads to a connected workplace. Well, I, I, I think a lot of what Brant speaks about is servant leadership. Mm. And, and it's really about you don't get the position just because you've got the qualifications. You get the position and you stay in that position because of how you treat others. Mm. And, and the recognition that you get that you're only there as much as you've got the support. And, and, it's, and it's exactly the same thing with regards to getting gender representation throughout, uh, throughout corporate South Africa. You're not going to get it right because it's a time for women to take over. Mm. You're going to get it right because of how you treat others, what stra- strategic imperative you bring to the party and how much value you bring. Yeah. And if you're going to kick everybody else um, down as you're going up, you, you're not going to stay there very long. Mm. It, might, it might be a quick way to the top, but it's how do you stay there. Right. Mm. And how do you inspire others. Right. Well, let's, let's go back to some of the work that you've done. You're a custodian of the 30% club in Southern Africa. That's right. Well, tell us about what the 30% club is, and then I'm going to pick at it for a bit. Okay. So the 30% club is an international organization. It's a voluntary-led business initiative. So it's not any quotas or anything. It's, it's really voluntary, a private sector getting together and saying, because of the business case for transformation, mm. we want to get behind this. So it's, it's launched in the UK in 2010. Mm. It's now in the UK, the United States. It's in Japan. Well, it's in um, Hong Kong, Kenya. It's in Ireland. They're busy with Canada, Japan, United Arab Emirates. It's in the United States with Warren Buffett and Bloomberg. So there are over 200 chairmen internationally that have signed to say that within a period, a default period, generally five years, mm-hmm. that they will have 30% women on the boards. 
And um, in the UK, they're almost there. In fact, they, they're getting very close to the 30% after their five years. And who's part of the club then in South Africa? So we've got five founding partners. It's T-Systems, PwC, Barclays, um, Hogan Lavelle's, and Strait. Mm-hmm. Those are our founding partners. But there are various other um, organizations that, that are already, that we've already met with, bearing in mind that it's the chairman or CEO that joins. And then they commit the, the company. So mm-hmm. it's, it is a longer process, but we've met with them. They're not companies I can, but they are blue chip companies that right. we've met with. So, um, but over the next couple of days you, or weeks, you will start seeing the others coming on board. We had a dinner last week, Tuesday, for a hundred representatives from mm-hmm. some of the, 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 some of the senior leaders in South Africa. Well, I mean, you've, you've talked about the 30% club being, being a, a, an international movement, and mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's something that could be respected, uh, that could really be respected. But you go to, Austria, to Australia, where um, companies have committed to 50% women on boards, and we're only targeting uh, 30%. Is that, is, that, is that fair? Well, look, I mean, in terms of the Women Empowerment and Gender Equality Bill um, that was published, I was one of the negotiators on the bill. So that was sticking at a 50% because of the static protocols that we've signed to say that we will have 50% women in all senior leadership. Mm. But I think, the lady, the, the whole thing is not really about the quotas because then you are only doing it because of legislation. Right. I think what we have to do is get from a private sector is do it because, it's, because it makes business sense. Mm. Um, you cannot just have the quotas without the delivery on the ground. Mm. So we have to mobilize the women um, to, to really step into those roles as well because if you go into corporate South Africa and say, well, you've got to get more women on board, the first thing they say, but where are these women? Mm. And so there are various aspects with regards to it. So you can, you can set a rate of whatever you want, but unless you've got the, the mobilizing on the ground and private sector doing it because because they see business sense, mm. it will never be sustainable. So what we also say is that if we now set 50%, when corporate South Africa is not even getting to 10, mm. not even getting there in so certain instances, and you now say 50%, they're going to say, oh, no, that's far too too high. We're not going to reach for that. Even uh, the ANC, they went for 30%, and now they're saying, let's go a bit further. Mm. And I think it's just about setting a, a focus on something. So it's not that that is your ultimate aim, mm. but it's one step, and then you get to the 30%, and then you, you go further, but because of the business case. Okay, well, let's, and, and you asked earlier, uh, the, the argument will always be, where are these women that can step into these roles? Now, let's go into business schools, where mm. you have a fair amount of young women that are entering business education and are hoping or, 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 or uh, have set their targets to be uh, in leadership positions within the business world. Mm-hmm. And somehow end up getting lost either in administrative roles or, or or somewhere in between, but don't reach the top. So there's something perhaps that's being done wrong uh, in business schools, perhaps. Not so much in business schools, but I, I, we do find that with regards to the women that we deal with, that one of the key aspects that they have not learned about is sponsorship. Mm. So when women ask for support structures, they generally ask for a mentor. Mm. Or a coach. Mm. There's nothing wrong with a mentor. If you've got 10, 15, 20 mentors, fantastic. It helps you with your vision. It helps you with your focus. But if you don't have a sponsor that's up at the top that says, you know what, Naledi, you've got potential, and I'm going to put my neck out there, and I'm going to recommend when a post becomes available, Mm. 
you will never get there because those posts aren't published in the newspaper. Mm. By the time it gets in the, the newspaper, that position is already filled. Yeah. And so it is key to start looking at sponsorship. Yeah, but but then of course it's it's more important to look at mentorship and mm. and sponsorship because if women are looking for mentors, then mm. those relationships needs to be um, either led in a way that uh, brings those leadership positions to young women. Yeah, well the the thing is though the mentorship role is very private, mm. so it's meeting for coffee with you and guiding you. Mm. Sponsorship is a very public. Thing because that person on the board has put forward your name, right? And so it's, that's more public. So it's a little bit more difficult for people to step into that role and say, "Well, I vouch for you." Yeah, um, you know, and and so that's why I think perhaps there's a, there's a little bit of hesitance in terms of that. Right. Give us a call on oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. We're talking about how we start seeing uh, fair and equal gender representation in the workplace, especially in management and leadership positions. Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. Send your SMSs as well to 34701 and those SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. They say the next world war won't be... Conversation ...with Colleen Larson, the Chief Executive of the Business Engage Association, talking to us about a conference that was held between the 6th and the 7th of March. It was called the Connected Workplace Conference, and it really structured around conversations uh, uh, that, that looked at gender representation and equality in the South African workplace. Give me a call on 0891-104207 and send your SMSs to 34. Uh, 701. Liz Bennett says the Davies report from uh, the 30% Club says all CEOs are required to review the percentage of women they aim to have on their executive committees in 2013 and 2015. The deadline for announcing these goals was September 2011. Mm-hmm. Has this September, ele- September 11 become something of symbolism? No, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think it's, you know, um, we, can, we can really get to any date that we choose. I think it's how how can you take it past those those dates? So even in South Africa, we've got August, yeah. and and we always say, well, it's not a women's issue; it's a business issue. Mm. But we seem to hang on to to a number of of deadline dates. Mm. But I, I know the 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 um, things that she's referring to in terms of the Davies report, and that's why I say, even with the thirty percent club, we've now we've now settled on the 25% of Lord Davies that he was he said that we should look at 25% women and we are now in the UK almost between 25% and 30% which is the more ambitious target of of the 30% club yeah so it does so legislation itself does that focus does bring about that um you know that direction um, in terms of in terms of gender mainstreaming, so even like Lord Davies in the UK, they don't have legislation, but that commission did bring about the focus mm. that we were looking for. Well, let's look at other themes that came out of out of the conference. You looked at civil society fostering private sector change. The role of civil society. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, well, civil society, we're talking more about the women's forums mm. and, and that type of thing. And, and I think, you know, women's forums play a very, very strong role. But I think what they have to do is we, we need to realize we can't do it as women's forums. Mm. And so I think it was really challenging that mindset. 
and saying if we're going to do it, we have to engage meaningfully with with the men. Mm. And so even with your women's forums, if that is uh, what you want to do and you want to get together women's forums or a women's group, make sure the men are engaged. Mm-hmm. And and that was that whole topic was centered around challenging that mindset that we have to do it as women on our own right. and that we mustn't engage with the men. Right. And, and, and civil society organizations, women's forums have not uh, efficiently engaged men. Well, some of them have. Mm. Some of them have. But I, but I think it's the understanding as to who do you get within a corporate. Mm. And so a lot of the times we engage with the lower end, the, the, the ladies, but we don't deal with the strategic imperative of the company. Right. And if we're going to really have meaningful change within corporate South Africa, we have to engage meaningfully with the strategic partners, and that is your CEO, it's your board, and it's not... It's not the, the lower the lower ranks. We definitely need to bring in those people to get the support, mm. but you've got to have the buy-in of the senior leadership of the organization. What's my role, Colleen? What's, uh, what's, the, what's the media's role? The media role is to tell the right stories, number one. I always look at it, you know, we've take, for instance, confidence, confidence, and we talk about women not opening their mouths in a boardroom, and, oh, there we go, you see, she's not confident. Mm. I was saying the other day, what about if we turn around and said that might be her biggest asset because she's learned to listen. Mm. And that's where the corporate governance comes is because, because she's learned to listen, you know, there are things she'll pick up that somebody else may not. Mm. So I think it's about telling the right stories. Mm. I think it's also even that's, that's where our gender mainstreaming awards came is to tell the stories about what's happening. Because so many people say things aren't happening, but if you go and talk to corporate South Africa, they are doing so much. So I really think it is about telling the stories. I think it is about also about speaking about South Africa and the progress we've made. Mm-hmm. Because we have made progress. It's not same old, same old. There is so much happening in South Africa that I think we need to start telling the the positive stories mm. rather than, oh, woe is a scenario. But has the media not perhaps overemphasized um the success of women that have reached leadership positions. When uh, Naledi perhaps interviews Colleen Larson, the chief executive of, of the Business Engage Association, um, and she goes on to talk about she is, you know, one of 11 cadres uh, that are accredited by the International Labour Organization and probably one of the only women, and, we, uh, and too much emphasis on the fact that she is a woman. Yeah. I, I definitely think so, and that's that's why I always say, you know, it's not about me being a woman. Mm. It's about I know what I'm talking about. Mm. So in terms of, yes, about one of the 11 women, it was darn hard work. It was five <laughs> years' worth of learn and sweat and, and all the rest. And it's not just because I'm a woman. There are, there are men, male um, trainers as well. On the African continent, there are 250 trainers mm. um, from ILO, and a lot of them are men. Mm dealing in women's issues and that is exactly what the thing is it's not because we're women yeah it's because how can we as corporate south africa make a better corporate south africa and whether it's a man or woman doing it it doesn't really matter Mm. but essentially you've got to get that equality happening because otherwise you're not using 100 percent of your workforce and that is why we still talk about gender issues yeah um, you know, somebody said to me, when will you know you've arrived? And I said, well, when we don't have to talk about these issues anymore. <laughs> but, at this, but at this particular point in time, we do because yeah. we haven't arrived yet. Yeah.
Right, 0891-104-207. Looking at the Connected Workplace Conference that took place from the 6th to the 7th of March, uh, brought to us by the Business Engage Association, uh, and looking at some of the discussions that came out of that conference, we can have discussions all we like. There needs to be outcomes and, and plans of action that come out of the conference. Absolutely. So the whole main aim of the conference was to start setting a strategy for South Africa, Inc., So not for corporate specific. As I said, there are too many silos. Mm. So what can corporate South Africa do? Uh, You won't have corporate sharing their strategic, um, you know, knowledge and that type of thing, but you will have them speak about the things that they're grappling with, the Mm. successes that they've had. And that's what we want to get to. So we want to do a, a strategy for South Africa, Inc. We've already set the next date for the 10th and 11th of September. So it's an ongoing process. It's not an overnight thing. I've coined the word key evolution <laughs> because we don't want it to be an evolution, which will take ever in a day. But it cannot be a revolution. Mm. Private sector is not going to move over and, and do it overnight. It will be far too much of an upheaval. So it's this ongoing dialogue and then putting in place steps and monitoring what we've actually done. So it's coming out with five or ten things that we're going to do and then come back in September and say, okay, so where were we? Where are we now? And monitoring that progress. Right. Okay. And then uh, you you obviously mention uh, private sector not going to be able to do it overnight. And that's, 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 that's obvious. But what is the role then of government? I mean, any time you talk about public sector versus private sector or government versus private sector, there will always come a, a point where the discussion becomes very little interaction between the two. And if there's very little interaction between government and private sector, then how are we going to reach even 25% of female representation in boards? Absolutely. So we had the Minister in the Presidency um, responsible for women, Susan Shabungu, at our event on Tuesday. And when she mentioned that they were setting aside the Women Empowerment and Gender Equality Bill to look at existing legislation, because there are a number of of pieces of legislation that do speak to gender issues. Mm. But I think from a government perspective is to see what legislation is in place and what is really happening with that legislation. Mm. I do believe, though, that we've got to take it out of the tick the box. And, and so the legislation's got to work with a strategic imperative. Otherwise, it will just become a tick the box in exercise. Yeah. So it is about um, government monitoring what is happening in terms of private sector. But at the same time, the onus is on private sector to make it work because it makes business sense. And uh, because otherwise it, it will never have a, a sustainable long enough. We'll be on this treadmill and constantly trying to get there um, and it never been sustainable. So, so not enough from government to hold private sector accountable for not reaching some of the, 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 the expected quota? Look, I mean, in terms of existing legislation, they, they, they should be. Mm. You know, in terms of your Employment Equity Act and, and all of those, there, is, there are bits of and pieces of legislation referring to, to gender. So absolutely. But it goes down to what, how have those acts really been structured? Is it something that private sector can, can really adhere to? Mm. Are there things that we have to work together with, with government to see what makes sense to private sector? And, and so I do know that the ministry is going through every single piece of legislation mm. to see what is happening. They've also got dialogue sessions that are being set up 
to actually engage with private sector and see see what they can do and how we can work together. All right. I'm going to take your SMSs on 34701. Uh, then we're going to read some of your SMSs, and Colleen will have an opportunity to uh, respond to some of the views that have come in. Give me a call on 0891104207. When we return, we'll also talk about the Gender Mainstreaming Awards. You're on the talk shop on SAFM. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'm in conversation with Colleen Larson, the chief executive of uh, the Business Engage Association, talking about fair and equal gender representation in the workplace and in leadership positions in the workplace. Send your SMSs to 34701. Uh, here's an SMS that says, culturally also, women don't often challenge men in leadership, and this often carries through to the workplace, and thus is detrimental if a woman in a supervisory role can't challenge on the basis of her skill and prescribed authority given by management. And that's a real challenge. The... the, the the, the culture of, of, of the relationship between men and women. Absolutely. But, but I think also, you know, it is about how you're going to step into those roles because I always say you don't have to do it masterly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You can subtly, I mean, as women, we, we are known for manipulation. <laughs> and yet we get into the work environment and it's like, oh, well, we, well, we can't handle this. And I, I do think we actually label things. Um, you know, so I, I think the, it's the way you present yourself. If you're going to go out there and say, oh, well, I can't ch- challenge this man because, because culturally I'm not allowed to, and, that, mm. that, and that's the way you actually approach that man. It's not about challenging him. It's really about stepping into your role as a leader within an organization. And so, so that's where I, I think we tend to hide behind um, race or culture or gender or whatever at certain times when we're really lacking the expertise to deal with those those issues. Right. The skill is lacking. Mm. Absolutely. Send your SMSs to 34701. Uh, give me, uh, uh, here's another SMS that says, greater uh, have women uh, succeed and lead. But nobody's talking about the honor of a woman choosing uh, children and choosing to be home. Uh, but going into the work or staying with your children in one's 30s can lead uh, to anger and one may not have the work drive uh, for management even if they have a real desire to work out. I, I, I struggle to understand what that SMS is asking or what that SMS is saying, but it does bring me to uh, if you if you've read Lean In, mm. um, is it Cheryl? It's uh, Cheryl Sandberg, mm. right? And 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 she talks about uh, women walking away too early, mm. women perhaps struggling with that balance between work uh, and family, or sometimes holding back their own careers. Uh, so that they have that space and the time to focus on families and that being a hindrance in itself. But I, I, I you know, I've got two kids on my, on my own. I mean, my kids are now 22 and 18, so I've been down that road. Yeah. I, I even said the other day I wouldn't give up my kids for any money in China. My son turned around and said to me, Mom, do you know how much money's in China? So, <laughs> so but, but, you know, I think it's a choice you make. And I made a choice to get off the, the career treadmill for a number of years to look after my kids. But I think also... As women, we need to decide what is our role. Yeah. Is it only, are we only as good as wives and mothers? Mm. If that is what you choose, absolutely fantastic. Not everybody wants to get to, to the top. Not everybody wants a, a roaring career. But if that's what you choose, fantastic. But if you want to get into a career, you mustn't hide behind the fact that your kids are going to stop you. Mm. I remember going off to the Agoa Forum. I was going off to the Agoa Forum in Kenya some years back. And I thought of every excuse why I shouldn't go because it's not the role of a mother to, to travel. I mean, you must be home. You know, it's, it's your kids. 
And I thought of every excuse until I said to my husband, no, phone them and tell them I'm not well, I'm not going. My 16-year-old t- uh, turned around and said to me, Mom, if you don't get on that plane, it's the first time you haven't lived up your, to your commitments. Mm. Now, that is a 16-year-old, and that is how that is the the role model that I'm, I'd been presenting to her. And it wasn't that I'd given her up or anything like that. I'm still always there. My kids know where to get hold of me. But my choice is now to follow a career. Right. And and so if it's what you choose, you can have what you want as long as you, you put the necessary support structure in place. Right. And let's now talk about the Gender Mainstreaming Awards. They've been going for three years? Three years. Yeah, yeah. this is the third year. Yeah. What impact do those awards actually have? You're not rotating the same, <laughs> <laughs> no. the same, the same names. No, not at, not at all. In fact, um, the, the first year we had PPC Cement uh, winning and... Um, and I won't go down that road, but last year we had we had T systems, mm-hmm. and so if you're looking at construction industry, IT industry, what was more important for us is if for the uh, like T systems wins, you're going to get other IT companies to and saying, but if they can do it, so yeah. can we. True. And it's about telling the stories about what is working, and that's why I said people are saying not too much is happening. A lot is happening. Our keynote speaker will be Mr. Benong Mahali, and mm-hmm. we've already booked for 600 people at the Vodacom Dome, so we'd love everybody there. It's, it's, and the more entries we get, um, the more it, it makes it it's even more special. Are, are entries limited only to those that attended the, the Connected Work? No, no, no. Okay. It's, it's open to corporate South Africa, mm-hmm. and the nine different categories. It's, um, it's genderawards.co.za, so go and put in your entry. It's free to enter, so go and put in your entry. And and yeah. And what, are, what are some of the categories? Are they are they sectors? Yeah, no. So it's not sectors. It's more the different divisions. So it's like um, civil society, the mm-hmm. role, uh, private sector and civil society. It's private sector and the development of women entrepreneurs. It's women on boards. It's um, leadership development. So they're different sectors, and there are four categories for governments as well. And as we come back to how government and private sector start talking together, because governments will be talking about some of the things they're doing, and of course then bring in private sector on board. Okay. Well, uh, Terence and Kimberly says it's time that women bring out the lioness <laughs> and take their place in management. Thank you for that SMS, uh, Terence. Let, let's let's wrap it up. Something that you that you think we should be thinking about, and I'm talking specifically about women. And not something that's airy-fairy, you know, go out and chase your dreams, that we hear all the time. But to talk about just the impact of what uh, a woman can actually have and more women actually can have in leadership positions uh, in the workplace in South Africa. I think women have been brainwashed that they're not as powerful as they really are. And I think that's what you have to do is get back to that own true power. Mm. So it's not about what somebody says. It's what you feel inside, and I think we've really lost that. Mm. And once you start getting back to your own true power, you'll see that essentially just bringing it to the fore in corporate South Africa, it's not just about the confidence. It's not just about um, the way we treat people, but it is that impact in terms of corporate governance, in terms of the way we treat our customers. So it's not only within the corporate. It just will bring so much power to corporate South Africa and the economy as a whole. Absolutely. She was the first chairperson of the South African uh, Women Entrepreneurs Network, and uh, she's also the custodian of the 30% Club in Southern Africa, now also the chief executive of the Business Engage Association, Colleen Larson. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Thanks so much, Naledi. It's the Talk Shop on SAFM.